Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast. Brandon Scher, uh has decided to hang up the boots. Well, as a full-time racer anyway, so I'm sure he'll still be riding, and, and work for Race Tech. And so we talked to him about that and making that transition, talked to him about life at Club MX and more. Thanks to uh, FXR Racing and Race Tech for coming on board this podcast. Pulp MX 30 is the code to save with FXRRacing.com. They've got you covered for casual wear, for mountain bike stuff, and, of course, dirt bike stuff as well. Fishing, too. If you're a big fishing guy, which I am not, uh, they have stuff for you. So thanks to FXRRacing.com. Phil Nicoletti, of course, FXR guy. Brock Tickle, FXR guy. I mean, do I need to go on and on with the FXR racers? There's a ton of them out there. And uh, so thanks to those guys for coming on board this podcast. Pulp MX 30. Code to save at fxrracing.com and Race Tech as well. Talk a lot about Race Tech in this and uh, tell them you listen to Pulp and they can help you out, man. They'll give you a discount on it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Firepower, Max's Roost, Namira uh, on here as well, but um, later on in the show with Brandon. Thank you to Seat Concepts. They're proudly handmade and developed in the USA by true motorcycle enthusiasts. Seat Concepts offers a wide variety of seat options from stylish replacement covers to complete seats as well as various height and width profiles. Whatever it is with seats, when it comes to on-road or off-road, these guys can do it. Seatconcepts.com. Uh, saving asses since 2009. Code is PulpMX23 with the folks at uh, Seat Concepts. And Zools as well. Pulp23 is the code to save with Zools. Let Zools help pack your passion. All the bags are overbuilt and underpriced. They pride themselves on offering not only quality, but practical functionality as well. And uh, whether you're traveling for work, pleasure, or simply hauling the kids to the never-ending sporting events, Zools understands the wear and tear your luggage goes through. Zools was born from an extensive background in the luggage, motos, and in, moto, and industry. Luggage and moto industry. Check them out uh, on Zools, Z-U-L-Z, and use the code PULP23 to save at Zools. And they got the biggest gear bag you've ever seen in your life. These guys, they, they support Pulp Fantasy as well. So a uh, great company, great bags. I've got some myself. And uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. We'll tell you more about the other companies later. But here's Brandon Shire and I talking about his new role at Racetech, uh, hanging up the boots, um, his career, Club MX, Phil, and more. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, everybody. As promised on the FXR Racing Racetech Suspension Privateer Island Live podcast, a man that uh, you know the name. He's raced for a long time. And like all of us, uh, he's finally decided to you know join the working crowd. Brandon Shire. What's up, Brandon? How are you, man? Hey, nice to be on. Uh, you know, nice to be back on here. Yeah, thanks for doing it. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, lots to talk to you about for sure because you've had a really interesting career. Like you were a good privateer, quit, uh, became a trainer, uh, filled in, did really well, kind of got the itch back, started racing again, uh, you know, and then now you're back being a working man again. So lots to talk, touch base with you on and interested to get your thoughts on a few things. But for now... Uh, your new gig, work at Race Tech Southern California. I guess take us through that, the decision to do that, uh, what happened to it, and and moving to SoCal and doing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've, I've definitely uh, kind of dipped dipped my feet into a few different parts of the industry now. Um, yeah. But yeah, newest thing is um, I'm working for Race Tech. I'm I'm excited for that. They honestly they they helped me for years and years. I was sponsored by them from when I was like six years old all the way till I went. And do my pros for a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of done everything with them. We done suspension. I did. I realistically, I learned all the testing knowledge that I do have now from Rob and working with Rob and Wyatt and AJ over the years, and kind of everybody between suspension. And then when Andrew was doing the motors at the beginning, we did a lot. Um, you know, and that actually taught me about about like mapping and mm-hmm. the tuning and all that stuff. So a little bit of everything with. R&D and Racetech, and it's actually very, very um, 
like full circle for me to be back there. What's your what's going to be your job? Um, right now I'm learning suspension. Okay. Um, I think basically they just want me on moto suspension. I, I want to learn a little bit of everything just all around with suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because that's the only thing over the years I never learned. Like they always would just be like, you know, ride it and tell us what you feel and we're just do the testing. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, you know, in my, like, I'm the type of person where I'd like to know what's going on you know, internally, like obviously mm-hmm. I built my own motors from when I was a kid. My dad always kind of taught me and that was just how it was for me. I was like, all right, you're going to have to do this if you want to ride. Like you got to be a part of it. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I was one of the few, you know, I was like 14, 15 years old. I could build my full motors and do everything like that from when I was young. So, um, and even when I was racing pro and everything, like we realistically built everything. I did on my own top ends, everything minus when I was on a team or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah, it was, it's it's been really cool, but for now, yeah, it's going to be learning suspension, um, just kind of the ins and outs of everything, and yeah, going to that. Nice. Okay, so how did this come about? Like, were you looking to change? Did you ask uh, Brand, uh, Chris and, and those guys um, um, down, Rob and those guys, for yep. it? Did they approach you? Like, how did that come together? Um, honestly, I, I was I want to say after. After the year that I had this year, um, I, I knew it was coming soon. I, I always said, I'm like, hey, I would race a little bit more if I could um, before, like, the family and everything comes like that. Me and my wife have been, you know, getting to, to that point. So I'm like, yeah, it's going to come soon. But until it does, I'll keep riding. And then, uh, you know, we found out we're going to have a baby. So we got big boy coming. And um, Oh, congrats, man. Know, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And then with that, I was like, all right, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I can't have another year like I did this year. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you put in all the work and it just doesn't. Things just don't go your way, whether it's lack of skill or just, you know, it just doesn't go your way. Like, I broke my arm twice within a couple months, and, you know, that's a lot of time out of work. And when, when you know, kind of it's all on you at this point, it's not like you have your family all taking care of you like a little kid. So um, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I can't go through that again and put my wife through that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to, yep. you know, settle down and, and get a job. And I was like, well, if I'm within the industry and my I'm still kind of current with everything. I think it would be a cool little fit rather than just going into some other line of work that has nothing to do with, you know, the industry I've been in my whole life. Yeah, look, you have um, you have so much knowledge as a racer, as a trainer, like you said, mechanical-wise. To just go get a job at Home Depot or, or a plumber, <laughs> you'd be wasting sort of, you know, all the skills that you've done, right? So, right. yeah, stay in the industry. Now, where are you from originally? I'm actually from Los Angeles, California. I'm oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. I, I live like right by the airport. I grew up kind of like a few miles north, and yeah. now I'm actually living um, in our, well, I'll say my childhood house, but like in, in Inglewood, right underneath the airport, basically. Oh, so you're going to be making that commute into Race Tech? Oh, luckily I'm the opposite direction of yeah, the main traffic yeah. flow, but it, it still sucks pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, I know. That, that's that's not a lot of fun for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see like... You know, um, at some point, like even me as a sh- shitty Canadian pro rider, I had <laughs> to make a decision like this ain't happening. Now, you have a lot more success than a lot of racers and a national number and main events and all of that good yeah. stuff to your name. But ev- time comes for everybody, right? Um, and like you said, you got a little one on the way, uh, yeah. some injuries. Like, yeah, it it, it happens. So are you... Are you a little sad that it's over? Because, I mean, you already quit once, uh, you know, and then it came back. But are you, like, are you sad that this is finally it? Or is, is this, you know, guys like JT or, or, or Amar? Uh, you know, I just saw Amar at Millville. Yeah. And he was 100% happy with being done. Like, just 
fine. So where are you at on that scale, Brandon? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm actually good with it this time. You know, okay. like um, <laughs> yeah. I, I got that itch to come back, and I had, you know, I think it was being around those people that I was around. You know, like JB really was mm-hmm. the, one of my main influences that made me come back this year. I, he was always like, you know, if you have any feeling of wanting to do more, you know, like you want to do it, like mm-hmm. you're still young enough, go do it. Like don't live with regret. Um, and then like with that, like I, I, I with them on club, I would just ride like once in a blue moon, and I could still go pretty close to their speed for a little while i can and you know make it make it happen i was like yeah i guess i could race some more um and then this year honestly i I actually finally was smart enough to come Mm -hmm. in and i made sure i I hit up a lot of the teams and everything like i know i'm i'm not on the radar of getting on your team like i've been away for a couple years Mm -hmm. i've only been around as a fill-in here and there so i understand but i'm like i just want to put my name out there i want to get a fill-in i've never actually had a true fill-in ride on like a bigger team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my goal. So I was very, I think transparent with that, with everyone and, and, um, got lucky enough to hop on funny enough bar X Suzuki, yep. which was for me, like a dream come true. It was, it was really, really good. They took care of me really well behind the scenes. Um, the bikes were bike bikes were solid. Um, everybody has their, you know, I'll say issues, but like we're always evolving and always trying to get better. So we were always building and testing and, uh, for me, that was like a dream come true riding for a, a full team like that where they took care of everything. I just showed up to the track, mm-hmm. rode the bike, made adjustments, made it better. Um, and, you know, obviously results on paper weren't the best, but, you know, you look at it and each ride was uh, was improving and it's it's a roller coaster. Anybody during Supercross is a roller coaster. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, for me, that, that I think that kind of checked it all off for me. Once I got that and I was like, man – like that was the opportunity that I always wanted, you know, and, and I, it was a blast. I had an absolute blast. And when I broke my arm, that just kind of, just kind of capped yeah. it all off. I was like, well, I guess that's it for me. And, um, you know, with that once at that point, I was like, all right, well, I'm like, if I get another offer, cool. If I don't, then, you know, it is what it is. I'm like, I'm, I'm content with it now. And then, like I said, once I broke my arm again during outdoors and, um, yeah, once we found out we're having the baby, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I'm good with it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I was talking to you about the Bar X thing, and you had, like, no time before you started with them. Like, just, no. like, they called you and, like, welcome to 250 Suzuki. Uh, here you go. Yeah. 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 I haven't ridden a, a 250 alone in Supercross since 2017 at all. Um, and then, you know, I hadn't ridden a Suzuki since 2015. So between the two, I was like, yeah, uh, I think it was <laughs> Thursday, I think Thursday evening. Budman called me. He's like, "Hey, are you still good to be on standby for for Barks? Like, we we might need you this weekend for A two. I was like, "Yeah, th- I'm, I'm ready." I'm like, "I told you that." And he <laughs> called me, and it was late at night. He's like, "All right, uh, the 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 bike's already at Anaheim, so um, I don't think we get you in a press. But if you want to ride and you really feel like you need to, like you go out to the the what was that track called the nursery in yeah." Yeah, it, out there he's like, if you want to go spend some laps, but like, it's been dry baked and it, it hasn't been watered since like Tuesday when they all rode it. I was like, well, I'm like, I'd probably like to ride a few minutes just to mm-hmm. know where the power is at <laughs> even on the Something, bike, and right? Yeah, do a couple starts. I'm like, yeah, let's just give it a go. So I went and rode. I think I rode for about 45 minutes because he they weren't lying. It hadn't been watered, hadn't been touched since like Tuesday, so it was dry baked mm-hmm. with old ruts and it was pretty pretty gnarly. But I went out there, did some laps. 
um, yeah, got got it down, got a couple starts in, and you know, hopped in right away, and yeah. was lucky enough to make the main or whatever the triple crown yeah. main. How do you say that? The yeah, the mains for Saturday, and I, it just beat me up. You know, yeah, I, was I think by the third on. by third one, you told me you were done, just done. Dude, I don't even think. It was, I think second main, I was smoked. I was like, oh man, I'm already cooked yeah. after the first one. Like uh, main two and three are gonna be rough. I remember that. Um, but so, uh, so this yeah. new job with Race Tech, will it give you a chance to keep riding and testing? Like, will you you see yourself? Doing some yeah. things and getting on a bike and going to Glen Helen or going to wherever to try some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that was on the agenda. I know I talked about it with Rob and and Checkers both. I think it'd be beneficial for um, all sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I told them I'm open to it. It's, we just got to get it all figured out. And um, I'm definitely open to it. I think it'll be fun to do some riding. Might have to mess with key for some you never know yeah there you go well i mean no there is a whole like socal vet life thing you can do there's two stroke championships there's world vet championships you know lots of stuff that you can yeah. do to, to represent race tech and keep riding and have fun and get some competition right yeah no for sure yeah. i think this can be fun I, shoot I'm, I'm all about the two strokes i love yeah. i love my two stroke so you look do you think this is going to evolve like you said you can do the motor you can do uh, a two-stroke motor can you do a four-stroke motor yeah. Yeah. So do you do you see yourself taking suspension apart and revalving and learning all that? Like really getting hands on with everything? Yeah. yeah. So I actually hopped in. Um I was gonna hop in just for seminar uh-huh. um and start kind of there, but they um Wyatt actually brought up the point of like, ah, he's like, you know, when I did seminar a couple years back, he's like, I wish I would have actually known what's in there before it. He's okay. like they, yeah. they're gonna go over so much and you might not grasp what's actually in there. He's like, if you put your hands on it and be a little bit hands-on then at least when you do seminar you'll kind of be mm-hmm. like oh you know like the rebound stack and this and that you know yep. you'll be like all right i saw that i kind of know what that is um sure. yeah. where yeah i hopped in this week and i did my first week with them and yeah it, it's dude it's a lot yeah. i didn't realize there's that much in <laughs> suspension so yeah um getting my hands in there yeah we did some revolves and he just kind of walked me through it i watched him for the first day or so and then mm-hmm. he just started throwing me he's like, all right we're gonna take this apart and like, here you yeah. go. Like, go for it. Like, start taking Mart. I'll watch you and then start going together. And, you know, he, he's yeah. been a really, really good teacher for me. And, um, yeah. Gonna, but, yeah, we did a, a handful already. You're going to be a, sort of an analytical mind where you'll, uh, you know, you'll, you'll increase uh, high speed rebound with shims and a piston. Yeah. And then you're going to r- go ride it and feel it, you know? And it's going to be really for cool sure. for you to, to get uh, behind that, I, I would think. I would guess you're going to really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's going to be really cool. And, you know, I think that's one thing that separates me from a lot of others. Like, yeah, there are some that are good suspension people that were great racers, obviously, like Craig Mm -hmm. Decker and Chris is good. Um, And, yeah, you know, they understand it, but it is different. Like, I'm coming in and I think you could tell, like, Wyatt's trying to train. He's telling me things. I'm like, oh, yeah, like it does, you know, like you adjust this rebound and this does this on the track realistically. Like, I know Mm -hmm. the feeling with my body and stuff, but it's just like, you know, I I actually have to learn what the components are and what they or what they're supposed to do. Like yep. I know what they do on the track, though. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool so far. Brandon Share on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension uh, Privateer Island podcast. This is number two twenty. Like I spoke about. Thanks to the folks at Max's Tires. Speaking of privateers, Max's Tires helping them out. Whether it's A Ray last year, Jace Kessler now, they're looking to help some guys next year as well. Maxxis.com, mountain bike tires, uh, light truck tires, and of course uh, they got a new paddle tire out and softer intermediate, intermediate to hard tires are available now from the folks at Maxxis. So 
Please check them out if you can, Maxis.com. And I want to thank the folks at Firepower Parts as well. they got chains made in Japan, Featherlight lithium batteries, oil made by a leading OEM, FirepowerParts.com. Look at uh, Firepower Honda there with Dino and Max Anstey and the World Supercrosses uh, doing great things. FirepowerParts.com, available at your local dealer or uh, motorsport.com. Uh, Brandon, so um, you raced one outdoor this year. You got some points. Uh, you did some Supercrosses. Was it kind of just like um, – on the outdoor stuff, just a little bit like, hey, budget, I can't afford to go, or why'd you end up at Red Bud? Uh, so after I broke my arm, because I broke my arm late in Supercross, I mm-hmm. think we only had um, those final two to go. Okay. I, I had done New Jersey, and then I broke it like the week after New Jersey. Um, so it, by the time my arm got healed, I think they were already at past like Thunder Valley time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really, it just went what High Point and then Red Bud. So I, I know when I got cleared, I only rode like I was working. I was just working drywall with my buddy in Arkansas. Um, and, and, yeah, I got got on the bike for probably three actual days. Like mm-hmm. it was on, and it was very short, you know, like when you're first fresh off of broken anything, like it's just like your body's still trying to get used to it again. My arm wasn't quite there. Fitness already had fallen away like no other. So. Yeah, I just kind of hopped in. I was like, "Yeah, let's just go do Red Bull." My like, hopefully I could throw a lap together, and make it in the make it in there, and just see where I'm at. And um, yeah, that was literally what we did. I rode mm. a couple of days, got a suspension setting like right right for it, and it. I think we might have missed a little bit on suspension. I just remember every session was going softer, softer, softer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I was so stiff. I was just like dancing across everything. But no, um, yeah, I hopped in for Red Bull. I think I qualified ninth or 10th in 450 which was for me i was stoked and um and then like first mode i i remember i got a good start and i was running behind like freddie in like seventh or eighth mm-hmm. for a couple laps and i was like all right we're good we're good and then all of a sudden the whole body just shut down like just <laughs> massively everything i was trying to hold on i remember like phil was behind me and garrett and everyone else was like well you guys just freight train on by i'm like i'm i'm cooked i'm already done i'm like <laughs> we're not even halfway and i i limped her in for points both motos and then um after that i trained a little and then for southwick i actually got a really bad flu bug on like friday like i remember being at the track friday and not feeling great and then we went to go eat dinner and i just like started getting the chills and ran a super high fever that night and the next day i remember it was, it was hot at southwick yeah. and i remember feeling them and i'm like dude it's hot and like before the moto he, they're all hot they got ice vests everyone's like trying to cool and i'm like out there shivering sweating freezing <laughs> yeah, i'm like yeah. oh this is bad yeah. so i think i made like i qualified and i was all funky i just remember complaining about my eyes and then i, I did like three laps into the motos and i was getting all blurry and i couldn't quite see right i was like ah i'm like ah, it's not worth it i'm gonna just pack her in and mm-hmm. head to the next one and then um millville uh, everything started feeling a little bit better. Um, obviously, that was a pretty big travel week from Mass all the way to Minnesota, kind of mm-hmm. going back. So I didn't. I don't think I rode that week. I might have squeaked in a couple of laps in the evening at Four State um, on like Thursday, maybe. And then, uh, yeah, Millville. I did first practice, and I was pretty good. I think I was like 14th or something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then second practice, um, I was kind of getting a lap or two going and starting to get in the flow. And I just like heading into the sand rollers kind of on that side. I did that like turning the turning jump yeah. right before we actually go into the sand rollers. And when I landed, I like washed the front 
and it just knifed super hard. Like it didn't shoot me off the bike or anything, but it just knifed really hard. Mm -hmm. And I felt a bit of a pop and I was like, man, that felt weird and kind of in my arm. And I just remember like stretching. I was like, man, that kind of hurt. And I like rolled around the side and I like kind of hopped back in and jumped a couple jumps and like got half a lap. I'm like, man, my arm don't feel right. And I kind of like looked at it. I was like, dude, there's no way. I'm like, that ain't right. And I looked at it and I like pulled off to the side and kind of pulled my sleeve up or tried to pull my sleeve up. And I had a huge like dent. My arm was really? like a U again. I was like, oh man, so my dad's not so it. So the pain wasn't even that bad. Like you weren't like, no. like you weren't like, oh my God, my arm or nothing. Yeah. No, nah, it's like when you pull on your finger and you like pop your fingers yeah. kind of thing. It was kind of like that. It was like a pop, but right. it, it didn't really hurt. And I was like, oh, that is not good. So I yeah. pulled it in and. Yeah, I took it over to the, the medical unit and I yeah, I bent I I had bent the plate and rebroke my arm. So oh. that was a that was a low blow for me and actually as retarded as I was, I went out and still went out for the motos. I was like, Man, I'm all the way here, I gotta get paid. Well this, yeah, this you thing. get the you get the purse money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well I hopped out there and did like I would go do like three laps and then when I saw jets starting to come closer, I was like, Yeah, all right, packing her and I'm like, <laughs> in the way. So I, yeah, I did a couple laps with a broken arm, both motos and yeah. yeah. And that was it for my year. I was like, well, I guess it's not meant to be anymore. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good with it. Do you see yourself still racing uh, Paula or, you know, doing Thunder Valley or something like for, with race tech uh, guys? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We might have to do something that works. Maybe we'll do like a Mosman style thing, maybe mm-hmm. squeak in one. But yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not pushing too crazy for it. I'm, I'm down to do some testing, but um, we'll see. You happy with everything if it, if you don't, you know? get the itch to race again you're happy with everything you did yeah yeah i'm I'm happy with it you know i think um you know how it is you always get in there and and you just want to do more and more and build on it and build on it but at the end of the day i look back like all right you know from where i started and where i was you know i kind of came out of an untraditional area yeah for sure being a racer being out of actual la and um you know obviously socal was the scene for years and years growing up so i was cool to see kind of where i wanted to be mm-hmm. but you know i never really saw like all the a lot of the guys like oh yeah i saw myself racing and and uh you know being on the factory teams and going out and winning stuff i'm like honestly i don't think i ever saw myself as that i knew <laughs> yeah. as an amateur i was just an average guy like you know i might get a top five here and there but realistically we'd go to loretta's almost at, almost every year i didn't make it every year but we'd mm-hmm. go close and i was like all right if i get top 10 that's amazing and i never even got top 10 until like my last two years that are like last few years there i was like close to it and then you know somehow went pro and i could squeak in and get points here and there but like it was never like oh we're gonna be battling for wins i was just like yeah just if i make mains i think that's killing it and um you know just kind of from where i came up as and Mm -hmm. obviously i was like we weren't homeschooled i actually went to real school all the way through into like high school and then i did like a blended program in my high school so i still went to school a couple days a week and you know it wasn't full-time like everybody is now so you know it from where i came from i think you know i made it pretty far it was pretty good um you know i think i'm for sure happy with it yeah yeah absolutely i mean again you know you did better than 90 percent of pro racers right the things that you did and main events and points and results and all of that stuff is pretty Pretty damn impressive for sure. Um, you know, like you said, for a guy that, you know, never really thought himself as being, you know, on his way to factory stardom, right? Right. Yeah. You know, like I said, for me, like top top 10 overall mm-hmm. outdoors at a couple rounds or two, two rounds, I got top 10 outdoors, lights mm-hmm. and 450, and then made, made 250 and 450 main events and almost broke the top 10. Didn't quite, I, don't, I guess I don't get to say I broke top 10. That was in a, um, 
like a triple crown oh, yeah. mode, well, but hey. realistically, just take it, just take it. Yeah, um, right. It's also going to be nice, I imagine, uh, Brandon. Again, wife, kid on the way. You know, um, you're a guy that raced for money, right? And you did a little drywall, like you said, with your buddy there. But going to be nice yep. to have a regular paycheck coming in every two weeks and benefits. You know, uh, yeah, that's going to be a nice change for a guy like you. Yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely people. People hear that and they're like, "Oh, yeah, you know, you go back to having a job." I'm like, well, it's not going back. I'm like, I really never had a real job. You know, like yeah. I, I worked for. It, it's different, you know. And yeah, but yeah, it'll be really cool to have a have a job with benefits and everything, and mm-hmm. and just know, you know, like every week you go back and you go to work, and yeah. that's that's what you do. So the first time you hung it up to work a club as a as a trainer, um, before you sort of you know filled in and did really well. What was the circumstances of that? Like, were you was it just Brandon uh, from club coming to you with a better offer, and you were ready to hang it up? You had no ride, or like you, you know, like what was the circumstances that at that time for you to walk away? And obviously, you hadn't scratched the itch fully yet at that point. But yeah. what was it like? Okay, so it's actually a little bit different. So uh, after 18, I had a really good year in 18, um, and I kind of knew my crowd. If I'm going to get a ride, it'd be after this year. I was pretty decent in Supercross. I made a couple mains. I was getting better, and then outdoors I did well until my bike started falling apart on me halfway through the summer. But I was still like top 15 or so overall in points on Mm -hmm. the year, so it was decent. Um, And, yeah, no deals really came. I didn't really get anywhere with anybody, so – um, I tried for 19 and I got hurt right away. Uh, I think I might've done a one and then I hurt myself and I was like, all right, well, I went back, I was at South of border at the time and I just started work, stayed working. Um, they kind of, I stayed there after 2018, uh, nationals. They, they had asked like, Hey, we don't have a trainer. Would mm-hmm. you be like, what do you do before Supercross? I'm like, ah, I just hope, hope I can survive on my like four <laughs> grand that I have from the summer. Yeah. Um, so it was cool. They let me train and get ready. And then I got hurt right away. And then I just went working. I stayed working and really <clears throat> didn't ride at all in all of 19. Realistically, I rode like probably 10 times all year. And mm-hmm. then 20, I came back and, um, they talked me into racing Loretta's and, you know, uh, in 25 plus, because at that time I was like, Oh, I'm retired. I'm done. Yeah. <coughs> oh, sorry. And then, um, yeah, I came back in. And uh, was lucky enough to raise twenty five plus and and win the Reds that year, which was shocking, but <laughs> and, and cool. Um, but yeah, and that kind of got me going in that, and <clears throat> and then after that, I uh, got my knee fixed. Finally, I dealt with a torn ACL, MCL, everything in my knee for about like five years. So I finally got that fixed. Um, and then right at that time, club called me after you know, after the year I had. Mm-hmm. And I think in the area I'd, I'd already starting to be known as the trainer, you know, I'll say the trainer. Yeah. SOB, because it was me and Matt Bichelia and we worked together really well, but, um, yeah, club reached out and I was like, Oh, that would be cool. Like, I think that'd be, um, I just saw it as like working with more elite athletes, I guess, or mm-hmm. like just more pros. And yeah. I was like, I feel like we see eye to eye. Obviously I, I was racing all the way up until a year before that. So, um, a different view so i was like yeah let's jump into club and mm-hmm. i was like yeah all right let's um we just i just started working and then um come summertime the team got a little light i guess with injuries and everything phil hurt himself and mm, who was on the team that year? Uh, was Garrett. troll was troll there then? no not yet okay um <laughs> so when you were doing the club thing um yep 
and you were helping these guys. Were you, I, I, so I kind of thought you were helping like a lot of the campers and a lot of the people that were there, or were you more focused on, you know, there's a whole uh, tier of guys riding there from, from Phil and JB to, to Freddie to, you know, uh, Light Solar, some other guys that are just barely main event dudes. Were you just yep. helping that level of guys, or were you helping also the campers and things like that? Yeah, so um, I was actually for everyone. Okay. Um, when I started, I was only doing um, the outdoor outdoor portion, basically. Mm-hmm. B-Hoss was the head guy for all Supercross, normally. Um, and, yeah, I was I started just as, um, as outdoor guy. So I was kind of doing all that, and then every so often I would peek over on the Supercross guys and just kind of listen in and see what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... After a little while, like I knew Garrett from before, um, when he was at SOB off and on when he was first getting on the PC. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew him and I, we would talk a little bit and then I knew Jace and other people from when, when we were kids racing. So I kind of would check in and say, hi, uh, I didn't really know Phil minus when he would yell at me way back in the day when he was on JGR. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, yeah, I was just outdoor guy and then I kind of would come in a little bit here and there and talk to the dudes and just give them little, little tips on things that I saw. And then, um, I think for the next year, realistically, they, they threw me in a couple of days. Like if Brandon had something and he was busy, I'd kind of get thrown in and just run the program for him. And then, then we did a little bit more and it was a couple of days and then it was like, all right, every day I would be with them and then the outdoors. And then, for, you know, I was almost full time kind of, I was full time really everywhere, but I was full time with kind of with them come hmm, okay yeah so did that get you back into it like obviously like you said you'd gotten hurt and you didn't have much going on and you weren't riding much but did that sort of get you into thinking like yeah like i you know i can i can do this again i'm ready um no actually no, no? definitely okay. not i didn't uh i think that would have been what 21 i didn't touch a bike at all during supercross i just watched them um watch them ride mm-hmm. uh and it was kind of like yeah this is that and you know i i remember it and it's cool like yeah these guys are really good like yep. i always saw jb i'm like all right obviously i was never that good so you know this is cool and garrett and them were fast so um it was just the technique side and everything for me was the biggest part and um yeah mainly i was just focused on outdoors and just wherever anyone wanted to go i'd try to help them as best i could uh and then I got the chance to fill in in some rounds outdoors that you're with club. Um, but you weren't riding much then when they asked you to do that. Like it wasn't a case of you showing some sort of speed on the bike at club <clears throat> during the week, I'm guessing. Uh, no. Um, I what was my plan. I think my plan was actually to try to ride Loretta's again. Okay. Um, so I was riding like my own two stroke. I was okay. at like older KTM two stroke. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then, they're like, yeah, you, you can ride like well, you can ride with like one of the practice bikes or something. We can work something out. And I think I bought a bike, and mm-hmm. they just kind of gave me a motor to use. And I, I had run kind of like regionals or whatever. And I think all their amateur guys were hurt too. too. So when it came time for Lorez, I kind of was like a rider for them. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I did that, and unfortunately, that was kind of a rough, you know, rego at Loretta's. Um. Uh, yeah. I was kind of probably would have been around a fourth to fifth place guy running A, but I just remember it just started one of those weeks like old school res. Yeah, it just yeah. went the just, wrong way just, from the get go. Just started south and didn't get yeah. any better. Yeah. Uh, I think I had one moto. I ran like fifth, yeah. and then I think I hit a lapper and crashed all by myself. I was like like a true idiot. And then after that, I was just, just 
in it. You know, you're were, just stuck in the middle. Yeah. Were you um, were you doing off the bike stuff too, like bicycle rides and weight weight room and everything else with the guys? Uh, no, no. Realistically, no. They, at one point, they didn't really have a gym guy for okay. a little bit, so we were just kind of coming up with stuff between me and Ben, um, just kind of running through different things that we knew, and then. They got a gym guy, Hayden, and and he took over that. So I was just on bike only. Okay, um, yeah, it's it's a really cool story when you filled in and started doing really well, and you know, and yeah. all of a sudden got just got you know back into the whole thing, and uh, a real nice, yeah, super super cool story for sure. Um, yeah. Hey, working at club, um, I want to ask you about some of the guys there. Like obviously, you know, JB and Brandon go way back, and and Brayton was always kind of the people that everyone looked to professional you know showed up on time did the work right i went yep. there for a couple of days you know a few years back and i was really yep. surprised that sort of like you know the quality of guys that were there then it, it was jace owen and it was yep. phil and brayton and freddie and and maybe I'm, I'm probably thinking of i'm probably not Cade, uh niece yep. some really good guys that were basically falling in line and doing the program and i was like yep. okay like this is really working out so when you were working with these guys uh, obviously JB was probably the bright star and the, the the person to point others to and be like, you know, work like that guy and be professional like that guy. But what were some of the other people that you liked working with uh, in that group of riders? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> honestly, yeah, JB was always kind of, you know, the go obviously you know how much he's done and accomplished and like that. You're like, right, he's been around and he's yep. done it and look what he's doing. So, um, and for me, that was a big thing. I don't want to say confidence wise for me, like he would actually listen. If I brought up things, he would listen and obviously he could go do it. If you bring up anything like technique wise or anything like yeah. that. So JB was pretty awesome with that. But, um, I actually worked, I actually worked really well. I feel like with Phil, we did mm -hmm. when he first, I think he was first coming back from a knee and we took a lot, we'd spent a lot of time and, mm -hmm. and, um, got worked on technique for a long time before he actually jumped back on Supercross, And then he had a pretty good 20, to run going before mm -hmm. i think he broke his arm yeah um but no it worked really well with phil phil was actually really good he's you know yeah, I he's think a hard he worker made, yeah i mean we love the hard we, worker. we love to make fun of him but uh yeah yeah, yeah. no but he was a hard worker yep. he, he he wants to be better you know he and he knows like he knows like it'd be like me saying like i know my technique is not great but mm -hmm. just tell me what i need to do to get better and i will do my best to do it um so phil is good march banks obviously he's like a workhorse in any, you know, he'll, he might butt heads with you a little bit here and there and you mm -hmm. kind of got to so-called put him straight like JB or anyone would, but he puts <laughs> in the work as well. Yeah. Um, Cal Peters was awesome to work with. Yeah. I guess, um, you know, KP, I, KP is so underrated to me. Um, yeah. I, 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 I didn't like when star let him go after one year. I thought he got, got a shaft a little bit long time ago. And then, I really admire how he rebuilt himself and became this guy and on privateer bikes. And then also, you know, this horrific back injury and all that. And he's still coming back and yeah. doing well in arena cross. Like KP is someone definitely to tip of the visor to, you know? Yeah, no, he's definitely put his head down and put in a ton of work, you know? And, um, he, he was always good. Like he's very, obviously very respectful Southern style, I guess you'd say, but KP was cool. He, he put in the work and he always wanted, you know, who to, you know, I think he valued the my opinion mm -hmm. in a way. He was always like, "Yeah, what do you think? How? What do you think I could do to be better?" And mm -hmm. like, for sure, let let's do this. Let's look into it. And um, yeah, a lot of the guys were like that. And even like, obviously, Enzo was good about it. Jace, everyone that we all we all kind of saw eye to eye with everything. So we would 
pick apart little things. And sometimes that meant, you know, afterwards, like, let's go do some whoop runs and just go if they were a little flustered. And like, obviously Nick Thurry, I worked a lot with Nick. Um, me and him were closer on a, I'll say personal level. We, mm-hmm. we hung out a lot outside, but you know, it, if it were one of those, like, I, you know, you could see it from the outside looking in, looking at guys like, Oh, this guy might be mentally struggling a little. Yeah. Let's let's sure. Hey, like, Hey, you look like the end of the moment wasn't the greatest. Why don't we just go hit, hit these spots a couple of times, like with not the whole group mm-hmm. doing motos. Like, let's go hit it real hard and did see you, what you get. And did you yeah. find yourself being good cop to Brandon's bad cop? Mm, Sometimes or were no. you the bad cop? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think he, he, we all, we, we both kind of just set, I want to say set the tone, but like I was always pretty, pretty stern with whatever I, I kind of found. You know, okay. I, I understand. Like they, they're professionals. You guys know what's acceptable. If if it's acceptable to you and you're not quite hitting your marks, like all right, like it's only going to affect you at the end of the day. Where, um, you know, I was always I'd like to be told like if I wasn't on point, you tell me that I wasn't okay. that good, and I'll yeah. try to do my best to be better. You know, uh-huh. like it is kind of is what it is at that point. Don't, okay. don't need to tiptoe yeah. around and sugarcoat it. Sure, sure. Uh, did you – now, obviously, Enzo's gone on to the star thing, and yeah. club guys aren't happy about that. There's a whole thing behind the scenes. I don't know if they're going to send each other Christmas cards anytime soon. But <laughs> uh, yeah. even back when you were there, um, yeah. did you see this in Enzo? Did you see qualifying quickest on a club bike and leading laps and, you know, being that spe- speed and, and everything else on, on a privateer team? Like, were there days – that you were like, wow, at, at this kid from Brazil. Because I know when he joined JGR, I remember telling J-Bone, I'm like, that dude's got good style. He's 15th yeah. right now, but he's got good style, you know? Um, and, and, like, so I always thought that. But did you see it? Um, Not – actually, you didn't see it all the time. Enzo was kind of – I think he's, like, confidence-based type mm-hmm. thing. Like, he's got to kind of keep building. Like, if he has bad days every so often, they would kind of lead to more bad days. He's very sensitive, uh, huh? I think so, yeah. a little bit. But I had I saw flashes of speed with him. Like, I remember when I first was there, he was still on Phoenix mm-hmm. for that little stint. Yep, that's um, right. And I think he was coming off an injury. So, like, it wasn't – he was never that, uh, like, confident with everything. And then even when he was on club, it was like he would kind of get the ball rolling and then he would kind of – disappear a little bit i know he's dealing with that arm mm-hmm. hand shoulder whatever issue it was um and it was just kind of up down up down and he was never solid and then after i had left i was still keeping track with everyone then i started hearing like you know obviously he had speed here and there but yeah. I, I remember i would talk with them and they're like dude enzo's been flying at club <laughs> recently so I was like, ah. i'm like well that'd be cool i'm like i hope hopefully he does good and and i would talk with like jerry I talked to Jeremy a little bit going into the season mm-hmm. because we actually worked some before I left. And, um, yeah, they're like, yeah, Enzo's flying. And when, when West coast started, yeah, he looked, he looked phenomenal. And I, I, you know, I hope the best for the kid. I liked Enzo. We, we got along well. And I was, I always told him like, you know, like, uh, yeah, teams are teams, but like at the end of the day, like it's your deal. You, I, yeah. I want to see you do well. And I'd, I'd be the same way for any of them, whether it's, you know, Phil or Garrett or anybody, I'd be like, Hey, at the end of the day, yeah, do whatever's best for you, and if yeah. it works, it works. Yeah, yeah, you kind of – like the the teams aren't that loyal to riders, and the riders need to not be that loyal to teams. It's a business for yeah. everybody, you know. Um, do your yeah. do what you need to do for your career, and, and if you're a team owner, do what you need to do for your team, you know. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's it's hard, but yeah, uh, I think everyone should understand. Like it is what it is. No, for sure. Brandon Share on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast. Race Tech, maybe get maybe Brandon will do your suspension for you. Do the do something for you if you send it in. Use the code Pulpamex to save. Uh, thank you to the folks at uh, Race Tech for all the support they've given us over the years, as well as well as privateers everywhere. They do some great work. You guys do motor work for some teams. I understand, Brandon. You, you they sign NDAs. Yep. You can't really talk about it, but um, you know, uh, yeah. There's uh, there's there's a big things happening at Race Tech. So thank you to Race Tech and FXR. You wore FXR as well uh, for yes. a lot of your career. Uh, thank you to folks at Race Tech and FXR. Pulpamex Thirty is the code to save with FXRRacing.com. Uh, Phil Nicoletti, uh, FXR Racing athlete. That's all you need to know. Uh, so thank you to the folks at FXR and uh, also Namira. Uh, Pistons, thank you to those guys. Big District 23 guys up there, and they were at their Millville Ride Day as well. They've been pushing the limits of value and reliability in the world of engine components for motocross, ATV, UTV, and personal watercraft. Uh, whether you're building a vintage bike, rebuilding a new 450 race motor, working on your four-wheeler, Namira has what you need, featuring a full line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and more. Thank you to the folks at uh, Namira for coming on board. Um, Brandon, so when you got the call at club, to fill yep. in for those injuries, did you surprise yourself at how well you were doing? Um, Weege and yeah. I were Weege and I were loving it. We were like, we were like, oh look at the trainer, look at the trainer, trainer's out there. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. No, I I was stoked with it. Um, for me at that time, I was like, this is definitely the best light bike I've ever ridden because yep. obviously mine right. were very budget friendly <laughs> built bikes. Yeah. Say that nicely. Um, but yeah, no, I, the bikes were really really good in my eyes, and I think yeah, I, I came out. Out of the blue, I think I remember they were kind of running into their problems, and Phil just got hurt and everything. They're like, ah, oh. you know, like I don't know what we're gonna do. I was like, well, I'm like, I want to race Loretta's. I'm like, can I just hop in for a couple, and I'm like, I, I, you know, I'll kind of take care of my stuff, and I'll just mm-hmm. jump on there. Like, yeah, for sure, let's do that. And I hopped out for Red Button. I think I almost went P1. I think I qualified fourth overall. Yeah. And it, obviously, that was a big opener. I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna be running top five in the most. Trust me. I'm like, I'll probably be hopefully in the points and that's kind of where i was what 15 10 to 15 to 20 mm-hmm. range kind of in there somewhere and yeah um you know for me yeah like I, I haven't raced a lights in a long time and two just raced in yeah. a while so i'm like yeah let's just let's do it i think i got points at every round i was at uh-huh. um yeah it was that's yeah. kind of yeah kind of brought back that that feeling and you know it, it was really really cool and they just kind of kept me going because I don't know. I guess in a way, it was kind of like a free rider. You know, I wasn't. Yeah, they 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 were stoked. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it had to have been pretty good. You know, like some parts for sure. But at the, at the end of the day, like I w- was paying my own way and doing doing everything that way. So it kind of just worked out. Like I was working during the week and yeah, got to show up on the weekend and and go racing under a, a cool semi. Yeah, at some point you were probably just like, oh my god, like I was just training dudes. You know. Um... Yeah, yeah. Full work week. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you about a little bit uh, off topic, but when it comes to the Club MX thing, and again, I was only there for a couple of days a couple of years ago, but I got oh, yeah. lots of friends in the industry, and I'm shocked, Brandon, that I, look, I know amateur motocross is big money, and I know you know there's a lot of there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but yeah. like only two percent get that pot of gold, and when you look at guys like Fry. Or you look at guys like um, um, just even Kyle Peters, one and done at Star. You look at, um, you know, uh, all these failed amateur racers, right? And okay. you realize how hard it is. And you know better than anybody. And then when I see, you know, Phil tells me stories or Br- JB tells me things of 
people who move to club or any of these routing facilities, south of the border club, GPF, I'm not, I'm not singling out club here, and they're yeah. chasing the dream of the parents aren't working and the I mean, we're not talking prodigies like, you know, uh, uh, great amateur racers that, you know, like Hayden Deegan or whatever. We're talking kids that are like seventh, you know, and I know a Canadian kid that's down at one and he doesn't he 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 can barely get top 10. And at these at Loretta's, I, I'm just, yeah, I mean, look, they keep the Friday facilities in business. I get it. But I am shocked, Brandon, at the parents going all in at some of this stuff. I, I imagine some of that was the same for you where you watch some of these kids and you're just like what are you doing yeah no doubt you know there's a lot of eye-opening uh families that i got to see over those the base that four-year span that i was the trainers you know trainer at those places i saw so many people like i was like wow that's uh that's a lot of commitment by the family you know they're (laughs) all in to do you know like like you said the parents aren't working they're they're hanging out with the kids living at facilities for months 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 at a time and and uh, and that's that stuff's expensive, you know. Like the, uh, yeah. the amount that they spend at those places more than than we probably spent on my racing for years, years at a time. And I'm sure you saw uh, these kids, and you're like, that kid's never gonna make it. Like, sorry, you're just you, you're not good enough. Yeah, right. They're, they're, it's it's hard. It's really shitty to be able to say that. But yeah, there, there's yeah. there are some. You're just like, dude, like they're so far behind <laughs> where they couldn't. Like you know, like even just yeah. going off. of it's hard to go off age, but like sometimes you're like, all right, dude, the kid's already 16 mm-hmm. and like other kids at 16. Well, obviously Deacon and them are like, it's really. Yeah. Excelled. Yeah. I mean, but, I just, I threw out Hayden's name, but I don't even mean, yeah. The, yeah you know, the, but, but like, you know, like you see them, you're just like, Ooh, like, uh, you know, if you really want to make it to Supercross, yeah, that's a long way away. But like, I don't know, like it just depends what your goals are. And a lot of times their goals are like, Oh, we're going to be at this, you know, that point in two years, I'm like, that's probably not going to happen, but like, we can do our best to get you there. You know, like, it's not, I'm not going to tell you don't come here for it, but I'm just like, yeah, if like, honestly, we will get you way better. And I, I'm not going to ever say that you're not going to get to a point because yeah, who knows? No, I know. can get way faster. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. I, I can't believe some of these parents are like, yep, I'm all in on my son. And you're like, your kid is 15th yeah you know right. like it's, like you can support them and you can give them money and i but you're, you're quitting your jobs and moving to a facility to 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 roll the dice for that one percent i'm just yeah. i'm blown away at some of these stories that i hear you know oh and it, it's real I, I gotta see them and i was just like well this is this is uh yeah that's pretty crazy like that's a lot of money and a lot of commitment and yeah the worst part is sometimes you see the kids and it's like they they don't a lot of times it might be just be the parents wanting it. You know, I've seen a couple of that and that's, it's hard to see, you know, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I try to work both sides. Like, obviously I got to keep everyone happy, but it's talk to the parents and like, Hey, he's not doing X's and O's and mm-hmm. talk to the kid. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to do this or, you know, whether <laughs> I'm like, well, you, you guys need to get on the same page before you get to me. So I don't, did you have you some know, hard conversations with parents and kids? Like, yeah, yeah, I had a couple for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I, I was always pretty good about being transparent. I like to, yeah, you know, it was so so called keep them happy. But at the end of the day, it was kind of yeah. like, all right, you guys aren't on the same page. You need to get on the same page. Then we can all work together on stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I again, the riding facility thing. It's a, it's a boon. There's a ton of them out there. There's yeah. there's unqualified people running some of these, and unqualified people, you know, not giving a shit about the kids and. Some of them, and I'm just like, oh, my God, these parents. Because, like, I do believe, 
I do believe you can, you know, uh, uh, have a parent that works and you can homeschool and you can work hard and you can be a top 10 level rider without going to facility and all of that and, and save yourself a lot of money. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you really got to look at your, your kids' results and really think about the real world, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too cynical, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I feel like there could be a happy medium. Mm-hmm. Like I understand going these facilities are amazing, you know what they do, but yeah. for a lot of people it's like, all right, I think you can get as much out of it, you know, I think you can send your kid like, "Hey, you're going to go do a month in what, February and then we'll mm-hmm. kind of reconvene right a little bit at home and then we'll send you for a month in June to get ready for, you know, get started ready for Loretta's or yeah. July, and yeah, then yeah. you could go a month again before Minio's or something like that. You know, like I think that would be a little more realistic for mm-hmm. some people, but I don't know. I guess if they're willing to spend the money and yeah, go, I know. Listen, go that hey, far in, cool. Take the money, I guess, and and take it if you're a facility and do all that. But yeah, I uh, I just can't believe some of these kids' results that are causing the parents to just uproot their families and move them to these facilities. I'm just blown away. But hey, it's a free, yeah. it's a free country. I guess they can. Do whatever they want, but it's shocking to me a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It is definitely crazy, but yeah. I'm, but I mean, like, I think know, if you're if you're you know ninety uh, percent there, a facility can get you that extra five percent. Yeah, you know no. uh, all of that, but they're not going to take you from a a mid pack B rider to Supercross top five. Yeah, yeah. No, so. for sure. You know, like I, I do think the facilities are great for you know some mm-hmm. things like. Yeah. Um, obviously there are some kids that literally they have no sense of direction or like the families have no sense of direction yeah. and that, that helps kind of guide them, you know, like, all right, you're pretty dang good for mm-hmm. what you've done. Like, all right, if you do this and you get the training in, you know, you can yeah. go from yeah. say a 10th or to like a top three to top five or that's battling in there. Maybe that'll happen, but you know, it, it, it definitely helps, um, you know, kind of cut the edges a little bit for them and give them a direct line yeah. type thing of what you want to do and that definitely is a plus but yeah there are a lot of things that are kind of mind-blowing yeah absolutely uh rooster mx.net by the way graphics uh, seat cover seat uh, seat seat covers graphics custom pit covers uh pit shirts easy ups all of that they got e-bike wraps as well roostmx.net chris and christina down there in uh, georgia doing great things pulp nation is the code to save with roostmx.net and they have a whole pulp mx section on the website also so go to roostmx.net use the code pulp nation 48 hour turnaround for those guys as well thank you to roostmx for uh, for making it happen really appreciate it brandon before we let you go here on the uh, privateer uh, yeah. island pod what what's your best nicoletti story like what what's just the one that you just you just can't believe uh, either either using his phone as a light in his cabin, uh, <laughs> making a kid cry over his uh, shoe choice, uh, wanting to beat up J-Mart one day. Uh, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Phil stories. Uh, there's a handful of good ones. Um, shoot. I don't know. I think one of the good ones, it probably sucks for Phil to hear this one, but I think this one, I don't know if this would be good for me or for Phil, but whatever. I'll just call it. <laughs> no, it's um, fine. Yeah. I think this is one of the few times this would have been that second year or something else coming out to ride with them. And mm-hmm. I think, or it might've been like, I hadn't ridden Supercross in however long. This was before 22 season and we're getting ready and they're all riding. And I think Amart was around and I was going to help him do a little testing maybe since we're very similar in mm-hmm. height, weight, everything yeah, like that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll ride a little bit. And I talked to them. I was like, hey, let me just hop out is that right if i hop out and they're like yeah for sure and i get down there and i do like a lap or two and they're like all right we're gonna do a moto 
was like, oh, <laughs> not great. And I'm pretty sure, I think we did like a qualifying lap, and I might have qualified decent with my time. I don't remember them telling me. Yeah. And uh, I think we went out for the moto, and I don't know if I passed them or something, or they sent me out like third or something. Somehow I got in front, and no one caught me. I like ran really? away with it. Oh, yeah, I hadn't ridden Supercross. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. good laps. I think, and then like it was like probably like a ramp up system, and it was like, all right, the lap times from this one, they're like, oh. I remember Brandon kind of reading. I'm like, oh, there's no way that's right. Like, well, he's fastest by like a good bit. And like Phil, I think I lost it. Right. I think (laughs) they told me later on that Phil lost it. There's he's like, he was on suicide watch. I was like, oh, I'm like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't ride with the guys. I'm like, if if that's going to happen, I can't. I'm like, I should probably shouldn't. They're like, dude, that that, he was pretty rough. Like, well, I'm like, sorry, Phil. Like, hopefully, feels like this fucking guy comes off the couch. He sucks and he's faster than me. That's, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And like, the worst part was like, I was no, I won't say I was known out there. Like, I grew up in California. We eat fast food. We kind of, it is what it is. Like, our diets are not, yeah, yeah. you know, the greatest thing. So like, obviously, out there, like, I was not training. I wasn't racing. Mm-hmm. I would hang out. I like my soda. I would have some, you know, like Wendy's or something at night sometimes. <laughs> Definitely, we, we'd go eat the, I think, what was it called? Tokyo Asian food. And we'd okay. stop off at, like, Sonic and get a shake. You know, I definitely, I was living a good time like that. And I would, yeah, I think showing up and I did my motos and didn't get tired. And I was like, crappy diet. And I think, yeah, it kind of just, just stuck it to everyone. They were, they were very... Yeah. Very beside themselves at that point. But, oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you ever stay in those cabins? I imagine you did, right? What? Uh, yeah. How how uh, how lonely or isolated or weird does it get out there at night? I wonder. Um. Is it all right? Yeah, half half. There's so many people there all the time that you know people, and they all kind of okay. I guess hang out with each other. I started in in one of the little cabins up front, like the original little ones. I think they are. Um, and then after about a year, um, the, I moved to a bigger cabin where J-Mart was in r- most recent. Okay. Like, so when um, the sun, when the, there's no lights, so like, would you guys just like ride scooters or pit bikes around huh? or something like, you know? Uh, yeah, I would ride like my bicycle here okay. and there. If yeah, anything yeah. else, I'd just drive my car. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't know how that worked. Like, I, I know Phil was telling me like. J-Mart's out there in a cabin by himself. He's just going crazy, probably. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like because you know he's probably not hanging out with the kids, no, and going no. and whatever they're doing. So yeah, it could be definitely lonely. But like, yeah, I don't know. For me, I, I was married. I had my wife, so I would, it was like going home. You yeah. know, I'd go home there, and we just hang out in the house. If anyone came over, cool. You know, honestly, for me, it was like Nick Nick Thurry would come over and hang out with us and eat sometimes. And, yeah. And that was really it. We yeah. kind of just hung out, and I'd wake up early again the next morning, get right yeah. back to it. Okay. All right. Well, um, man, thanks for this uh, conversation. You're you're entering the real right, the real world now, man. This is it. You, yeah. If Monday to Friday, you know, you're gonna be just a yep. working man now, Shaw. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm working and you know having fun with Race Tech and yeah. you know it's gonna be gonna be a good time. I I've, I was very uh, excited. You know, I came in this week and it was really cool to see how much they've grown in the mm-hmm. years that I haven't been around. You know, they have so many r&d machines now you know they got all the dynos shock dynos and everything else and yeah. engine you know stuff for the engines and all the cnc machines and i was like wow that you guys have really turned the page here you know like and well it sounds like they're adding more and more service centers all the time and people are buying parts from them like even suspension shops now yeah. like their competition buys parts from race tech you know yeah like it's you know and that's that's a cool thing about suspension i feel like you know like engine guys are so 
like seems like the, the top guys are like secretive like oh mm-hmm. this is what we got don't let anyone know it like especially when it comes to mapping people yep. are kind of like yep. that yeah where i think suspension isn't that tight like that like the actual suspension to suspension people they're all kind of you know it's the same people you know mm-hmm. you got you got Bennett with Choa and you got Ross and everyone and KYB mm-hmm. or Gailey or whoever you want to yep. say but like they they're all kind of open like at the end of the day I think they can all talk to each other and be like yeah you know we we have these and it really just kind of comes down to the rider and what he's comfortable doing mm-hmm. um where yeah I think I think it's really cool to I'll say really cool that, you know, they race tech does sell a lot of their parts to a lot of even the, like you said, competing companies, they may use the right, the, the tools from them or, you know, components or whatever. Like they all kind of use each other's stuff. Yeah. It, uh, it seems like race tech. Yeah. Race. And you know, Paul's done the suspension seminars that a lot of suspension people have started at uh, a lot of big names and he, yeah, he's just all about sharing the knowledge and giving away the knowledge and, you know, helping helping out people, which is really cool. It's a real cool company, uh, and it all starts with Paul and the credo from him of just like, yeah, here if you're gonna. I think at one point Paul told me like, you know, he would do suspension for a pro rider, and then the competition would just take it apart and copy it. And he was like, well, yeah. I'm just gonna give it away. I'll save you guys the time, and we'll we'll do suspension seminars, and you guys can just you know, I'll sell you the yeah. tools to make my stuff. You know, so. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a different yeah. a different route, but you know that that's an awesome way to go about it. And yeah, PT and them are so so cool and open. It's just like yeah, if it, realistically, it feels like if someone called like, hey, uh, what are these guys doing for setting? Like ah, uh, like I don't know if I can really tell you, but like we can build you something very very close, and that'll be yeah, you know, basically yeah. at it. Like we know it's just it depends how much you you know person to person how much they want to truly yeah. give out but yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool it should be great to see you evolve as a suspension tech and as a tester you know uh because you can ride really well and you'll start figuring out all the changes and you'll be making your own changes and that'll be exciting for you as well so um that'll be good yeah. man and, and what a career you had like what a nice career like again you know you didn't become a factory rider and make millions of dollars but uh <laughs> you know yeah you had some damn good results for sure as a privateer so yeah, thank you. Not too shabby. Maybe we'll get you up here for a pulp show. You can be a co-host one time or something. Uh, heck yeah, I would. I'd be stoked on that. Cruise right. my way up to you. Yeah, do, come up here. We'll do a free bike ride. We'll do that. Um, always nice talking to you, Brandon. And uh, good luck in your next endeavor. I'm sure you'll be successful. Thanks to the guys at Race Tech for uh, coming on this show and for helping you out. And uh, yeah, man, good luck with everything. And and keep in touch, man. Thank you for doing this. Cool. Thank you very much.